is Tariq Talk. Your host, Tariq Mendez, takes you on a journey with guests from all around the world. Broadcasting around the world. Around the world. This is Tariq Talk. All right, guys. Today I'm here with Jay Golden. Yeah. Uh, we previously met at Mana Contemporary during his SCAF residency. Mm-hmm. Did I pronounce that right? Yep. Okay, because I always murder that SCAF. Yeah. Um, it's very difficult, by the way. So thank you so much for being here. I'm so glad we get to talk of about course, your creative process, your inspirations, and much more. Um, do you want to start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So um, born in Jamaica originally. I moved to the U.S. when I was seven. I actually came here the same day that Mike Tyson fought Holyfield. So oh, wow. Like, like, as soon as he bit his ear was when I walked into the house with my no uncle's No way. Everyone was watching <laughs> the fight in my uncle's house. Wow. And so I just remember, I actually might do a painting of that one day. That's pretty dope, yeah. I just remember we knocked on the door, they opened the door, and everyone was like, ah! Oh, my God. And I'm just looking around, I'm just seven what years old. What is going on, yeah. Seven years old, just looking around like, what's, what's going on? And then, like, I just remember looking at the TV and they were showing the replay in slow motion. Oh, wow. So I'm, like, biting in his ear and just spitting it off. <laughs> That's but crazy. yeah, so um, I started drawing, like, at the age of six, and then throughout my life, I would draw on and off, like, a lot of... Um, when I first really was, like, developing my art as a child, a lot of it would be inspired by, like, comic book characters. My cousin, my older cousin, he drew as well, and he had a bunch of comic books and stuff like that. Um, Spider-Man, Superman, and so a lot of times I would try to copy some of those characters, mm-hmm. especially when I got into like Pokemon. I would sit for hours and draw Pokemon characters, but art was never something that I told myself, oh, I want to be an artist. It was just something that I enjoyed doing. Yeah. And after I graduated high school, I had no idea what I wanted to do, and I was like, you know what? Like, I think I'm just going to... I'm going to study art because I enjoy doing it. I can sit for hours and doing it. It's just something that always brought me some type of joy and pleasure. And so I went to Essex County in Newark. Um, but the I did most of like my general education there, like my like math and everything like that. They didn't really have any good art classes. And then from there, I transferred to Kane mm-hmm. University in Union. And that's when I like really had some good mentors. And from there, it was just... Like, the rest was just kind of history. Oh, wow. And you mentioned um, one thing I find fascinating that you said that you enjoyed art as a kid, but you didn't think that you would pursue being an artist. I find mm-hmm. that fascinating because almost every guest that's an artist says the same thing until they get much older. Yeah. Which I find very um, interesting to yeah, think about. Yeah, because it wasn't like a... Um, there are artists in my family, but not really... In terms of, like, the artistry in my family, a lot of them are musicians, especially, like, on my father's side, with, mm-hmm. like, reggae and things like that. Um, and I didn't really go to any galleries. Like, once, I think I, there was one time um, I went to an art museum. might have been Newark, actually, where my, my cousin, my older cousin, who I talked about, he he used to love drawing. Everyone mm-hmm. actually looked at him as an artist when oh, we were wow. younger. And so... His mom used to take him to this life drawing class that they would do at the museum on Saturdays. And one Saturday, I went with him. And we were drawing this sculpture. That's like the one thing that I remember 
with being a child like like the one interaction I had with like public art in any type of way but besides that it was just when I got to high school I had art class and stuff but it wasn't really I didn't have a large exposure to art like how some children like they mm-hmm. go to the museums and things like that it wasn't like that so I didn't really have a didn't really have anything that pushed me to say oh yeah I, I definitely want to be an artist but it was like more of a innate thing like yeah. I was just drawn to it mm-hmm. and how would you describe your creative process um, do you like to work in the daytime in the nighttime, or do you just like go and you just create whenever like inspiration um, hits yeah you? so it it kind of it changes um, during the time we were at when I was at Eskiv it was more so in the daytime and then I would leave like around 5, 6, sometimes 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's periods where I'll stay up late and paint. Mm-hmm. Right now I'm kind of taking a break. I'm taking a month off just to kind of reset because I was starting to get a little burnt out. But um, I don't know. The, it it kind of changes. It goes on and off. But I would say for the past year I've been leaning more towards daytime mm-hmm. daytime and then like I'll take breaks and sometimes I'll just like watch a show or something watch mm-hmm. a documentary listen to podcasts and just kind of rest and then start again the next day and when you are creating let's say like you spent the whole day in the studio creating and it's not going as you planned are you able to are you the artist that like steps out for the whole day or do you kind of like push yourself to finish or how do you handle that um yeah, usually if it's not going the way that I want it to go, depend. Well, uh, it depends, right? It's like if it's a painting where the concept is is um very meaningful to me, or like even personal, mm-hmm. I'll try to just push myself past the frustration a little bit and get it to a point where I feel okay, I feel happy with where it's at right now, mm-hmm. and then I'll stop. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes I'll just, um, other times I might just stop, take a break, like go take a walk, um, just step away from the art and just do something completely mm-hmm. different. So as you mentioned, you're taking a month off because you're feeling burnt out. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you take care of your mental health artistically? Um. So for me, it's, Nature helps a lot. Like I'm, I'm like a. I love nature, um, especially if I'm not. Um, if I'm not. If I'm not traveling, like mm-hmm. traveling is like the top of the list for me. Mm-hmm. But when I'm not traveling, like right now, um, I definitely like to like find a reservation area somewhere. I live mm-hmm. in South Orange, so like there's a lot of um, reservation areas oh, wow. where you can just be like completely immersed in like just tre- by trees and mm-hmm. woods, and like they have waterfalls and stuff. So. Stuff like that, walking the dog, just being outside, um, meditating. Like I meditated this morning, actually, and for me, that practice, I kind of go in different cycles with my meditative practice. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I have periods where I'm not really meditating much, and then I have other periods where I'm just like every day, just kind of meditating. Oh, so, wow. um, hopefully, I can continue that <laughs> from today <laughs> yes, to like yes. another month or so. Um, because I know every time I meditate first thing, like it, it kind of helps. Yeah, it kind of mm-hmm. helps the rest of my day just like go smoothly and just I'm able to like really be centered for the most part. Mm-hmm. So like those are different things I like to do. 
So you mentioned your love for nature. I did notice like a lot of nature in your work, mm -hmm. especially the, I remember there was one with a little kid in a green field and he was like running towards kind of like, I think the camera, I think it was a oh, picture. Yeah. So that's, that's, um, that's my nephew. Kenny. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's my nephew. Kenny. Shout out to Canyon. And, um, he actually likes to draw and paint too. But oh, cool. That painting. So that, that one is like a, that's probably like the, I'm trying to think of any ones. That's like probably the most personal piece I've done mm -hmm. this year so far. And that painting was um, basically, it's kind of like a self-portrait, mm -hmm. even though it's my nephew in a painting. Yeah. Because if you, he's holding this mask in his hand, and basically that mask kind of signifies a shift in my, um, in my art. Like right before I graduated from Kane, in 2015 my friend at the time he had a the, the um, girl he was dating she had this theater mask and I guess she used, to, she used to dance and stuff like that and for some reason I was just drawn to this mask so then I would put the mask on a lot of times I would oh, wow. um, take photos of myself with the mask and then I would like draw mm -hmm. like do sketches of myself wearing the mask and then it started um, I started giving the mask to other people to wear like friends that were like um, studying art with me and then I started like developing characters based on like their personalities and their mm -hmm. backgrounds and stuff like that. And the first character was basically created from my personality. His name is Aman. And so that mask kind of signifies that character and this universe that I've been kind of developing since mm -hmm. then of these fictional characters. Some of them have like special abilities and stuff. So in the painting, Kenny is kind of bringing the mask to me the title of the painting is called you drop this so it's mm -hmm. like i dropped the mask oh okay so like as the viewer anybody who's looking at that painting um like kenny's kind of engaging you as if you're me and then at the same time as you're looking at kenny mm -hmm. um from my point of view as a creator of it i'm looking at um like a reflection of my childhood yeah and so like the the scene the landscape around him mm -hmm. that's actually from when i was recently in jamaica oh, a couple wow. of years ago and we drove i can't remember where i was because that's actually a still from a video can't remember where we were driving but i just loved that whole landscape and so basically the landscape just signifies um just like family lineage mm -hmm. and just you know this little kid on this huge vast mm -hmm. land is just like signifying wealth and like an estate oh, wow. and so it's just kind of like depicting just the richness of my family lineage or just anybody in general yeah. who, who may have like a deep history or roots so oh, wow. that painting is like super i'm happy they didn't take that one actually uh. <laughs> yeah. no that's a beautiful yeah. painting because what i thought when i saw the painting i thought it was either like you mm -hmm. as a kid but i also like my first reaction was thinking that it was like you manifesting your future son in the future yeah. And like you that's know, a great take too because manifesting and projecting yeah. like how you want how you see yourself like in 10 15 yeah, years that and yeah. subconsciously that could be a part of it too yeah like, but to I, it definitely makes you feel like you're in the moment like he's running to you to yeah. show you something or or like give you you know what i mean how kids yeah. are when they're excited so it feel like you can almost like feel like the humidity you can feel like you're yeah. the grass like you know swinging but yeah it's a beautiful yeah, one. grass is like one of my favorite things to paint yeah yeah because it's there's so much like there's so much character mm -hmm. like in that you can like really find in grass especially because I, I like to observe grass a lot like if i'm outside or things like that and it's mm -hmm. just like 
just looking at even just the different types of greens like sometimes it's like a every time i paint grass or like trees and stuff like that i'm always um pushing myself to kind of find that balance between um getting it to look realistic enough mm-hmm. but not being extra like I, I don't i'm not really one of the artists who who's um trying to be hyper realistic yeah it's just that perfect balance like, yeah i'm always about just find that perfect fine balance between, yeah yeah no i got you between yeah. you see my yeah, technical yeah. ability but then also me expressing that expression yeah. so that you can actually feel something yeah so you can feel that energy and another thing that i like how you use like mixed media on your paintings like yeah. i remember i forget the name of the series but it was like 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 orangey red ones and you had like seashells in there oh yeah so yeah, the, like how do you do that like do you collect them or is it like from your travels and like how do they end up like getting on the canvas for you so it's um those specific pieces that you're talking about the the cowrie shells that's in those pieces um they're from this i guess i don't know what exactly that thing was it was something from africa though my aunt who's in ghana now she left behind um she left behind a bunch of african masks and different Mm -hmm. things in a barrel oh wow and when we opened the barrel at the house i found this this um it has a handle it's um underneath the shells it was like a basket type of texture mm-hmm. it's a bunch of um is that hay i'm trying to think if that's hay or like a straw type whatever that is yeah no but it's kind of like this like oval it had like this oval shape to it i don't know what it was used for but it had yeah. a handle on it and so that entire thing was just shells yeah the entire um thing was just shells and so basically i just pu- pulled every shell off Oh wow! I pulled and so like all oh, wow. those pieces individually. Yeah. Wow, okay. So all those pieces, those four, those five pieces collectively that I created, I those all the shells and the pieces were pulled from that, and I just used like a um, I use this gel medium, that's um, it's good for gel medium. You can do so many things, but you can like either use it to give your paint some gloss, mm-hmm. like the acrylic paint some gloss, yes, yeah. and extend it. But then some of them you can also use it to do like collage. Mm-hmm. So I just like put down a gel medium and then like I put like thick layers of it down mm-hmm. and then I just like put the shell in the in the parts mm-hmm. of the painting that I want it to be. And then once it dries, it just kind of stays and it dries clear too. So you mm-hmm. can paint on top of the gel medium afterward and it's just perfect. And in that series that you did, the is it because I like the vibe that I got was like all those pieces that were like on the right side of the wall of your studio like the orangey ones was it kind of like not just a series but it felt like they're almost like related to each other like it was like a family portrait you know what I mean like they call it be like characters or specific um from the same village in um Cote d'Ivoire the the Ivory Coast Mm -hmm. West Africa and that's the um the Dan people Mm -hmm. they also go by Yakuba Mm -hmm. um and so basically the smaller ones those were actually all from the same reference photo there was like a the reference photo i used from that was like a a group of all these um girls posing together Mm -hmm. and you know they had the face paint and everything the headdress and they are like these they do this ceremony in one of the villages there where it's um it translates to like a juggling dance Mm -hmm. ceremony in english and basically the men of that village they take the girls and like they swing them around and things like that and they throw them in the air mm-hmm. and then they have these um 
like a mach- like a machete type of knife. Oh wow! <laughs> and they catch them on the tip of the knife. Oh wow! Cutting them, and then it's like a whole thing. It's like yeah. a ceremony. It's like the everyone else in the village is circling around them, and there's music and stuff like that, and drumming. And so, um, I did a painting towards the end of 2022, where it actually like kind of focuses in mm-hmm. on these two girls in the air, like flying mm-hmm. in the air. Oh wow! And behind them is like the sky and the trees. So mm-hmm. like that painting is called like the flying Yakubas. And so I wanted to kind of do like a deeper dive into their characteristics um, with the spring residency. And so that's what those smaller portraits were basically just kind of like zooming in and just highlighting these different characters. And then the there was a bigger one as well on that wall. It was like a, it was a, um, what you call a diptych, which is basically two pieces put, to, um, two singular pieces put together it was the one with the the woman had the green eyes and there was a purple guy beside oh yeah yeah Yeah, so like that one now was kind of me um basically kind of imagining um like what one of their deities or goddesses could look Mm -hmm. like and so like the green eyes just represents like this um concept that i that um that I play around with the, some of the characters I'm developing of like the green eyes. It signifies like a. Um, you ever seen the Avatar? Yeah, 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 yeah. With it's the eyes, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that that character now she has like an incarnation of like what's called the great spirit. So mm-hmm. like, um, in that painting, on her clothing, there are these symbols on her clothing, and the symbol actually is a signal is a symbol that means the great spirit within. So like mm-hmm. that's another thing that I've been also um diving into with the work um which is a lot of that is inspired by ghana where during the pandemic i started um some um i would do these paintings and sometimes these you know these symbols would just come out naturally mm-hmm. and it wasn't until like the like last september where i actually started like looking at um some of these older paintings and then looking at certain symbols that I that I really felt drawn to and then I would draw them in my sketchbook mm-hmm. and then I would just kind of sit with them for a while and then whatever whatever meaning um, kind of came to me I would then write down the meaning beside it to like actually start giving more definition to mm-hmm. these symbols that would come out and so I, I've been just kind of intentionally placing these different symbols in some of the mixed media paintings I've been doing recently just to kind of um place hints yeah. at some of these characters and their story and their backstory and things like that on um as I'm developing so that later on down the line when things are a little bit more in order and I present whatever whoever story I present yeah, first, yeah, yeah. Whichever, whether it's, whether it's in a book form or a film or whatever um people can actually say oh wait a second I seen that painting where I saw mm-hmm. that symbol and yeah. things like that Kind of just like subconsciously, yeah, subconscious, yeah, yeah. subconsciously, just like placing these little um, trinkets in people's brain. Oh, that's pretty cool. And going back to your creative process, so when you're traveling, are you taking pictures of things that you see and then later painting them in your studio? Sometimes, yeah. Um, definitely a lot with the well, both. Um, sometimes with people, um, I like to sometimes do life portraits too mm-hmm. so even when i was in when i was in mexico um when i was in tulum i did a bunch of life portraits of people that i met 
and I actually gave them to the people. Oh wow! And then, but then other times as well, I would take photos like the um, sculptures. I would see. I do it a lot with sculptures, um, mm-hmm. like the Mayan mask. I took a lot of photos oh, okay. of the Mayan masks. Um, sometimes even rocks or just like different types of architecture or things like that. Animals. Like I'll just take photos and just kind of just. Sometimes it takes me years mm-hmm. to even go back to some of them. Oh wow! Because I'm just always collecting yeah. ideas and just things that kind of stand out to me, and then I just kind of let time do the rest. Yeah, and that was actually gonna be my next question. So, how do you? Um, I would say like decide when like when you go through your pictures that which one will get like a painting out of it and which one will not. Is it like by energy or by like inspiration? How is it for you? Yeah, it it. It kind of just goes by how I'm feeling that day in the studio, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's it's like in the in case of this residency, um, there was a we had to um, we had to do a proposal when we applied for the residency, mm-hmm. so we had to kind of just give an idea, and it, and ideas could ch- could shift, mm-hmm. but we had to basically submit. Um, a uh, general proposal of the subject matter of what we're going to be painting. And so I already kind of knew the realm that I was going to be working in mm-hmm. during during the residency. So I would bring, sometimes I, I use, sometimes I paint my references from the phone and sometimes I'll have printouts. Like I have like a, I have like a folder of like actual printed photos. Oh, wow. And so I, I brought those in at some point as well, and sometimes I'll go through some of those and say, "Okay, you know what? This one, this one could work within the subject matter that I'm doing right now." Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's just a luck of the draw. Yeah. Really. Um, other times, other times, if I'm just if I'm not doing a residency or something, I'm just and I'm just creating something. Um, it could be t- oh today I feel like this today I feel, mm-hmm. you know I feel like that. And do you always use like the whole photograph, or do you use like pieces from different photographs and combine it into one? Yeah, I'll do that too. I use pieces like so, like with the one of my nephew. Those were pieces from different photographs. Mm-hmm. Like the, um, the, like the reference for him was actually outside of the house last summer when I got back, and that was actually from a video. Mm-hmm. And so, like a, a lot of times too, I like working from the videos because then, um. I can take screenshots of certain parts oh, of the videos yeah. to really help me capture the movement mm-hmm. I want. Because in yeah. the video, he was um, Emotion. he was walking up the stairs towards me, mm-hmm. and he was asking me if I was leaving. Oh, so like it, I feel like just that still that I got out of that video, mm-hmm. it really captured like the essence, engage- yeah, yeah, that essence, that engagement, and that he was actually looking at me and like saying something to me. And then I just took the scene from mm-hmm. when I was in Jamaica and just paired it with that. And it just, sometimes it just comes together. Sometimes it's, it's um. Sometimes ideas also just come to me while I'm in the process of painting, mm-hmm. and so I might start off with a solid um, idea, and then in the middle of it, I might say, "Oh no, you know what? I'm going to change that." Like mm-hmm. something might just hit me, and I'm like, "Oh, whoa, yeah, I'm going to do that instead." Mm-hmm. So it, my process um, sometimes can be all over the place, but I just like to, I kind of like to just um respect each part of the process whether mm-hmm. I'm working like um with a very concrete idea or whether energy just kind of comes mm-hmm. to me as I'm in the process I, I I try to collaborate between all of them in a way 
I got you. And then going back to your creative process, are you an artist that when you're in the studio do you, and you're creating like a painting, do you like to hear um, like an output after you're finished or during during your creation? <coughs> I know that's a tough question. Yeah, t- <laughs> um, typically, in terms of what I would like, mm-hmm. um, it would be after but I don't mind getting input during the process either because sometimes, even if I don't want to hear it, mm-hmm. um, sometimes that input is actually very beneficial. And, like, during the residency, there were times where if I felt like I need, I, I would stop and felt like oh, I needed a second um, view of it. Mm-hmm. I would go over to like Louise or somebody okay. and and say, "Hey, could you come check this out for a second? And mm-hmm. then I would oh, wow. invite them to give input. Yeah. So, but for the most part, um, I would it would be like after, so that because sometimes what happens is somebody might come into the studio and give input on a piece, but it's and they they might give input on something that I already. Um, recognize, yeah. but they don't realize that I'm still yeah, working yeah. on it. It's not close to being finished. Yeah. So some, it, I'm weird. I, I go all over. No, no, place. I'm like that too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and going back to your creative process, um, have you ever like created something that you didn't like, and how do you handle that? Like, do you like me? Do you throw it out, or like do you get angry, or do you kind of just like put it to the side and then later go back to it whenever you feel inspired? <laughs> So I used to, um, like, during the time I was studying art in school, um, I would rip up a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would rip up a lot of stuff and throw it do away. Do you still do that? Not as much anymore, no. Like, the only time the only time that I may do that now is if I'm doing, like, a um, a sketch. Like, because mm-hmm. some, sometimes, sometimes I'll do, like, a... Um, what you call like a thumbnail sketch. Okay. Like when I'm preparing for a painting and that's just basically like I'll like draw like a like line. A, yeah, I'll draw like a rectangle or a square depending mm-hmm. on what how the canvas is shaped. I'll draw that in my sketchbook and then sketch out the image inside of that box just to kind of give an idea of the composition of the image inside of the um, canvas. And sometimes if the sketch isn't going out well, I might just crush that up and throw it away. Uh-huh. But that's that's about it for now like and any actual painting that i do if i don't like it i i make an effort to not destroy it anymore because um i don't know i guess my my um i just changed over the years yeah like, uh, somebody would like it like yeah you know, no me too it, like it when i was younger for me yeah i used to do that when i was younger now yeah. i don't do that anymore yeah. yeah yeah and then um when you get stuck um like artistically like when you get have you ever had like a writer's block like artistically um not in a while no because my question was gonna be how do you get through that yeah not in a while i mean well okay so like i don't usually talk about this part of my creative my creativity but Mm -hmm. i've also done music as well oh wow so i've definitely had writer's block in that sense Mm -hmm. of um just like writing lyrics and things like that mm-hmm. and like, I think the last time I even recorded any music was like 2017 um, but with the art I have periods where 
but for me, I think that's just me just not wanting to paint sometimes. Mm-hmm. Or just being just it's not really a block. It's just some days like I'll just um besides the break I'm taking now, there'll be times where I'll just be like, Oh, I don't feel like painting today. Mm-hmm. Um because a lot of people that know me they think that I paint every single day. Yeah. And because of the creative output, but there's I'll go sometimes three, four days without painting, but it's not really because it's a block or anything. It's just I guess not really feeling up to it, just mm-hmm. just being tired. Yeah. And when you're as you mentioned you're creating music, are you doing that while you're painting or is it like two is it like a whole day just for music and a whole day just for painting? Um, so at the time I would I would allow the my process w- usually would be kind of it wasn't all the time because um, I first started I first when I first started writing music it was actually when I started going to Keen which is interesting it was like during it that that exploration of um, and it actually came I actually started writing after I was reading Tupac had this poetry book it was a poetry book that was created oh. um, called The Rose That Grew From Concrete. Mm-hmm. And writing that, I think this was like my, um, I think this was during like the spring, during my spring semester at Keene in 2012. I, w- I just um, started reading that book. And for some reason, I just decided, hey, I want to start yeah, writing some poetry that's too. Dope. And so like I got, I started um, writing some of that. I started writing some poetry and then one day I just decided, you know what, let me just find some instrumentals and yeah. see if I can do something with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, And so, like, the, it kind of happened just very organically. And the first year, between, like, 2012 and 2013, a lot of the stuff that I was writing was kind of just, um, was mostly just a, just me exercising and trying to get better. Mm-hmm. Um in terms of flows and different things like that. So it was, like, all over the place. It was, like, very explicit stuff at first. Um, uh, um, a lot of stuff inspired by just, like, 90s hip-hop, yeah. um, Eminem a little bit, because I, I grew up listening to a lot of Eminem. Yeah. Um, a lot of controversial stuff about, like, the government, stuff like that. It was mm-hmm. like the, Some of those earlier stuff was like that. And then I would say by, like, two like late 2013 to 2014 um i started becoming more interested in um storytelling mm-hmm. and so i noticed that around that time from like 2014 to like 2016 ish um as i was developing this um universe that i, would, that I was just talking mm-hmm. about um it actually started one of the the first Concepts came in a song form, and so it started becoming like I started becoming interested in um, more melodies. Also, starting to explore some of um, my Caribbean roots in the music, like harmonizing yeah. and reggae influence, and just making it more about um, like this world that I've been building and, and creating music, like to be like a soundtrack for the art. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of just like just stopped recording altogether just stopped like working on music and just been like heavily focused on just mainly the art and developing it but i don't know who knows like i might do I you think you're gonna go writing. back yeah i, I think it's question. gonna happen it's just um i don't know when it might it might be like a 
change of environment that I may yeah. need to like really bring out the inspiration for that. So mm-hmm. we'll see. But I think as the art develops, um, it will help when it's time, especially because I really do want to work on some type of um, film mm-hmm. at some point for these characters and things like that, just to kind of um, expand expand on the art and make it a little do you mean bigger. like a like a like an anime movie or like a cgi type of movie um or both both i think with the animation aspect of it that may take more time i'm um, maybe artificial intelligence ai could like do some cool stuff you know yeah Who when knows? It, if it um i think so like if it do they have like any ai stuff that creates i have actual no animation idea yet? but everything that i use so far for like because um, I've used like in terms of podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like different things that I use that I thought, oh, do they have this? It went above and beyond. So I'm pretty sure they have like, yeah. you know, you like describe the characters, description, yeah. and then I, it, like create something I, for you. I, um, because like back in 2015, too, when I first started with this, um, with this universe, like some, I created like a a script, mm-hmm. um, and it was very the ideas were very loose. And then recently, since the residency. I actually used ChatGPT a little bit to help me um, develop a short, um, a short film that I want to do. Okay. With um, one of the next series that I'm going to be building, which is more kind of like a family. Um, mm-hmm. It it's going to be diving into, um, like a royal family in mm-hmm. one of the villages that I'm that I'm working on, and so it gave me like a really cool thing, and then yeah. I started tweaking it a little bit. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for that one, I want it to be like a like a using actual real people mm-hmm. and um, doing like some body paint and stuff because yeah. those characters have purple skin. Oh, wow. But eventually, I do want to. Um, I do see things taking shape in like an animation form, but mm-hmm. um, I want to do it right. You know, so like I want to have like a whole team. Yeah. Um, assisting with that and like actually have like a team of animators and like just I'll like workshop with them with the actual ideas and things like that and they handle like all the technical mm-hmm. the technical stuff yeah and do you have um stop no, no it's good yeah it's red um and do you like do you ever think um oh actually before I ask that question do you have any of the music that you mentioned that's published like is it like on SoundCloud yeah. or any streaming yeah, yeah. platform yeah I have some stuff on SoundCloud oh, oh I'll check it out yeah is I have it? some stuff on SoundCloud yeah <laughs> do you want to share the name or um if you don't remember you can just like post it to your Instagram and then we'll share your Instagram later yeah yeah I'll share I'll, I'll send you know I'll yeah. share the information with you and then okay cool yeah yeah I'll include it yeah I'll put I'll in include a link on, yeah um, because you know what it is? Sometimes I get like a little embarrassed. I don't know why that is either. Bro, like, I know, I know you mean it's so tough and then when you actually like show it to people and you get a good reaction, you're like, Wow, I should have yeah, done it sooner. Because um especially with some of the old like there was this um one joint project I did. Mm-hmm. I think this one was the twenty fourteen one. Um it was a it was like a joint EP, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to describe this stuff. Um, there was twelve. There were twelve tracks. The first four um, was my friend Chris, who I, who I worked on with the project. Mm-hmm. With it was like his solo, yeah, part of the project. Then the second four songs were just me, mm-hmm. and then the last four was like um, you two, me and him. Yeah, oh, that's pretty dope. So like this, so, 
um, I really enjoyed the project um, yeah. for the most part in terms of when we cre- but when I listen to it now sometimes I'm like oh I get like yeah. I don't like to listen to some of those old songs but you know I ran into somebody the other day that went to high school with me and he was like oh man I really love that project you guys did Oh wow! and I think at the time when we released it they were um, I don't know if they're still around that piff there used to be this um oh like a mixtape drop mixtape thing yeah yeah, yeah. I remember you get like samples or loops from that yeah or we, publish it yeah, and people used to drop. I a think lot of still on. Yeah, 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 I think it's we still on. We released the yeah. mixtape there at the time, and I think we we also released it on SoundCloud. Yeah, so it's up on SoundCloud too. But I remember we had like a thousand downloads, and I was just like, oh, was, wow. at the time I was just like, wow, yeah, like, because I didn't even to this day I don't look at myself as much of a um, musician or rapper. I mean, it's a part of you know my family is a musician and stuff, but for me it was just like I was just having fun. We mm-hmm. were just experimenting, just putting music out, and just to see that. Um, we actually had got like some type of a good reception for yeah. it. It was pretty cool. So um yeah, that was fun. Yeah, but I have some of those songs up there and I have some of the I have some songs on SoundCloud as well that I recorded post that um project. Mm-hmm. Like some of the um ones from like two thousand sixteen, I think. Yeah. And do you ever listen to them when you're creating? Not much. No. They're like um there are a few of them that I do have on my phone yeah. in, my, in my like iTunes library that sometimes if I play my whole library on shuffle, they'll come on and I'll mm-hmm. listen to them. But And what's your reaction? You're like, oh, my God. Well, the ones that I made sure I had on my phone, yeah. those are some of the ones that those I Those are really the bangers. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, it's like a... I don't know. I'm, I'm, very, I'm very weird when it comes to the music. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's bad music. It's just that I guess because it's been so long now, sometimes when I listen to it on here, I'm like, oh, yeah. like, I just get very critical of myself yeah, sometimes yeah. with the music. And do you see yourself like trying other mediums in the future? Because you mentioned like the music, the filmmaking, yeah, the CGI definitely. characters. Definitely. Like even um, um, since 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 I was doing the ESCAF residency, I started getting into sculpting. Mm-hmm. So that, um, that's been fun. I'm, I'm actually interested to see how that expands because the type of sculpting I started doing was like more like found object sculpture. Mm-hmm. So I um, took like tree barks and stones and different things like that and just kind of created these um, these these um, forms out of it. But I'm interested at some point later on down the line to getting to like more traditional sculpting like using clay and like ceramics and stuff like that. And and I did I did take a ceramics class. Mm-hmm. When I was at Keen, so um, and how was that for you? Do you have like any ideas? It was it was cool. Like, um, is it something like you will try to pursue in the future if you have time? Yeah, I think so. I think like time, the the space, mm-hmm. just somewhere where I can just like really have my. Uh, ideally, I would like to have my own space if I'm doing something like that. Yeah, where I can just access yeah, all yeah, the yeah. time whenever I want and just be in my own zone and um probably do like a. Definitely, I would like to definitely probably work with like a um a mentor mm-hmm. who can teach me like the ins and outs. I'm very I'm very um big on kind of having guidance when it comes to exploring mm-hmm. new things. Until like until I do that, I don't even like to put those types of labels. Like even photography, like I don't even yeah. like to call myself a photographer, even though I can take photos. Like because I'm not trained in 
like the language of photography mm-hmm. or like i don't even know what all the things mean like the f, i don't even know like yeah the between yeah me the too. different f stops and all yeah, those yeah. different things so like what well, i feel like once i get trained and i know those things then i can feel confident about calling myself a photographer because there's an actual skill to that and sometimes that gets overlooked mm-hmm. um do you want to share with us uh are you inspired do you have like any inspirations in regards to like artists whether it's like an art business music business fashion anime filmmaking okay. is there anybody like you look up to that you get inspired by yeah so um like during the period when i was going to keen uh-huh and i think even up to like maybe like 2018 or so mm-hmm. um there are pretty much people like um caravaggio mm-hmm um i studied i studied some of his paintings because i really liked how he would um do like those spotlight mm-hmm. he would be very he he had a way of just depicting light that was just so special and then frida i really liked like the emotion like how she wasn't afraid to be vulnerable with her artwork so mm-hmm. i studied that a lot in terms of just inspiring me to just be as open as possible with my work and then Picasso kind of came later after I watched um have you ever seen this documentary called Genius? No. It, well, it's not a documentary that. actually. It's like a um it's like a series like mm-hmm. so they had 3 seasons. They, um when like each episode is a person. Yeah, the first season was Albert Einstein about his oh, life okay. and it's like 10 episodes. And oh, so like a whole season for yeah, like per like person. Oh, wow. Playing, okay. Playing and and they they go from like their childhood, yeah, all the way through in ten episodes. And the second season was the Picasso one. Oh, I loved it, and like it would jump back and forth. So is it on streaming or is it like on YouTube? It Hulu, 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 Hulu got yeah, you. Hulu got has you. it. And then the last season they just did was um, Aretha Franklin. That was a good one. Oh, I love Aretha Franklin. But oh, I love her. <laughs> that series kind of um that kind of made me understand Picasso a little bit more in Mm -hmm. terms of his art because prior to that I didn't really care much for his art I didn't really I didn't even care to study to study what he was about but through that series I actually learned like um not so much about his inspiration but um more so just about his why like what he really wanted Mm -hmm. to do and that kind of inspired me because he was very technically trained but Mm -hmm. he didn't he didn't care about just yeah. being another yeah. Oh my God, yeah. technical artist. Yeah, so his he, earlier work, it's like perfection, and yeah. later on in life, it's so like yeah, fluid and, and free. And, and that's the part about him I didn't know, Yeah, even though I could have easily f- found that out when I was going to school, but mm-hmm. it just, I didn't really care much. And so, yeah, like, you know, I started to kind of, um, I started to kind of like get a little bit inspired by that, and I would like watch that show whenever I yeah. felt Whenever I felt like kind of down or mm-hmm. just felt discouraged, I would watch that show just just for like more inspiration. And recently, there's there's a lot of artists now that I just follow on Instagram that I really love their work. Um, I think I mentioned this in the last time, like Rayless, Rayless Vasquez, a Dominican mm-hmm. artist, Kyrie Turner, um, a bunch of people. Like there's so many. There's just so many. Riley Holloway, he's an amazing artist from Texas. That um, I actually met him when I was there in 2020. Amazing work. And music right now, it's kind of, um, I go through these weird periods when it uh-huh. comes to music too, um, besides my own music. Like, 
I go through these periods where um, I don't listen to much music. Oh, wow. Um, this is probably the most music I've been listening to in the past. Um, is that true, though? I've been listening to music a little bit more consistent these past few months, and I, I guess mainly because of the commute. Mm-hmm. Whenever I would take the train oh, okay. back and forth, Jersey City for the residency, mm-hmm. I would just have music playing. So, um, this is like the this is the most I've been like actually like yeah. listening to music and checking out new albums. Um, I've been listening a lot to um, who's who's the artist I've been listening to recently? Gunna. Mm-hmm. And it's my first time listening to Gunner yeah. really. Um but I really like this new album that he has. Um there's a band that I love called Krongbin. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I love their stuff, so I listen to them often. Um he, there's this band from France, um, Loose in the Yakuza. Mm-hmm. And I listen to them on SoundCloud a lot. They're they I've been listening to that album for like a few years now actually. So like I play them sometimes when I'm in the car. Um but yeah, Bob Marley. Of course, yeah. yeah. Bob Marley's like a, all um, day, yeah. All, Lee Scratch Perry. I don't know if you ever listened to Lee, Lee Scratch Perry. He's um, he's one of Bob Marley's contemporaries. Okay. And he his music is a little different though, um, because he wasn't really interested in reggae. Okay. Out of all his peers, yeah. he wasn't he wasn't interested in just doing like you know the the reggae style that he did he was more of like a rock star so mm-hmm. like he would have um he actually passed away a couple of years ago and he was good friend he was actually good friends with my grandfather what i found out oh, wow. um he he would dye his hair a lot so sometimes you'll see him like these pink hair green oh, wow. and stuff like that um and he made music all the way up into his old age um and he would tour a lot um but his music was very I'm trying to find a way to this way to describe him so that you can get an idea of, yeah. of um an artist who he's like he kind of is like um his personality sometimes when I would see him reminded me of like a Jamaican version of like a I saw traces of Ozzy Osbourne. Uh oh wow. Like I was I was going to say David Bowie. Yeah, so, yeah like, I can yeah. see a little bit of that David too. Bowie, yeah. David Bowie, Ozzy Osbourne is Yeah. Um uh, I never listened to Willie Nelson, but yeah, something no. about his look, especially uh-huh. when he's older age, for some reason. Got you, but with Nelson's colorful hair. He look, yeah. Um, very, but just very experimental, very mm-hmm. out there. Um, so I've been listening to his project. Um, Is his music like on any streaming platforms? Yeah, you can find it everywhere. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, YouTube cool. YouTube everywhere. I've been listening to his album that he did in 2004 called um, Panic in Babylon. Okay. When I was in Jamaica recently, my cousin um, played it for us, and I just been I've been listening yeah, to that a lot. He's funny. Check it out. He's, yeah, he's yeah. a funny guy. Um, yeah, so I've been you know I've been listening, just dabbling in different stuff. Um, Killer Mike, I just recently checked out his album. Um, yeah, so like I feel like right now I've been kind of just whenever whenever I'm like looking for music to listen to, mm-hmm. that's kind of like, okay, cool. Like I'm in like a I'm in like a certain space right now because usually I would either just listen to whatever I already have in my library or I'll go through a period where I'm not really listening to much music and I'll probably just, it will just be like podcasts. Mm-hmm. Like most of the time if I'm in the studio painting, I'm listening to like a podcast or something or just sometimes I'll even like watch a, um, 
watch a movie or a show while I'm painting, which is weird because I'm not yeah. really paying attention. Yeah, to the exactly. Movie, no, I'm like that too. Yeah. I never watch TV. I just listen. <laughs> and when I actually watch it, I'm like, this is what they look like. Yeah. And do you like when you're doing that? When you're creating and you listen to like different things, like podcasts, TV shows, documentaries. Does whatever you're listening to influence what you're working on, or is it just like a distraction, like a a way to focus on what you're creating? Um, it depends. I I find that for me, um, lately, if it's like a, if it's anything in like the anime realm mm-hmm. or something like that, or like action type of realm where it has, like, these different types of character personalities and stuff like that, um, it it can influence what I'm working on because, mm-hmm. you know, every, like, the stuff that I've been working on for the most part these past couple of, um, these past couple of years have definitely been in that realm of storytelling, fictional, storytelling, fictional um, character development, mm-hmm. mytho- uh, mythology, so anything that kind of can like give inspiration yeah. with that, I find that sometimes some of those elements seep into the into the work. Oh, that's pretty dope. Um, and do you also like? Do you always have like have had that reference? What in terms like in regards to your work? Um, I think for like the past yeah for for like a while now actually. No, mm-hmm. um, it's it's usually a lot of the stuff that I've been doing in the past five plus years have been you know have mythological inspiration um you know african inspired tribal and mm-hmm. just indigenous type of inspirations um and then there there's just like those few pieces where it will be um just inspired by people i interact with like yeah whether it's people i meet friends i'll do portraits of friends that's like an ongoing thing so I feel like it's just it's been just in that realm like a lot of the work is just in that for me it's in that realm of um it's either inspired by my travels and my direct environment and what's around me or inspired by um mythology and different indigenous and tribal communities Mm -hmm. it's like just that just that that main that main um what focus i would say yeah and do you, have you have like do you always go back to your previous work and try to like reference something into like the present time? Sometimes, um, if yeah, if it if it um, if it relates to what I'm working on now, like even that those pieces that you were talking to me mm-hmm. about earlier with the with the orange and stuff yeah. like that, um, that subject matter. When I when I look at those pieces, it brings me back to 2017, when I um I did a series called Omo, mm-hmm. and that series was in it it depicted the the different tribes of the Omo River Valley mm-hmm. in south southern Ethiopia, mm-hmm. and so like that whole series was just about kind of celebrating um the beauty of these tribes that have been on this land in this region of Ethiopia for centuries and there was some controversy the reason why I decided to focus on that group was because at the time I dis- um I found out that you know they were a lot of them were being displaced from their lands because um you know corporate interests were happening yeah. everywhere like you know it's um 
corporations coming to the land and building their um there's mm-hmm. this huge dam that was built on their land oh, wow. that was like you know using a lot of the water yeah. in the river um to like power their plantations sugarcane plantations and a lot of these tribes are like some of them are semi-nomadic so some of them mm-hmm. travel during certain seasons and some yeah. of them um depend on the water to fish and things like yeah. that so their their livelihood was being Damn. disrupted mm-hmm. and the government the ethiopian government wasn't really doing much to help them yeah. they, they were just you know taking whatever money they were getting from these corporations and um these people were just being put in camps and things like yeah, that and that's horrible yeah so i wanted to i wanted to kind of just shed a little bit of light on that subject matter but i didn't want the paintings to be showcasing any type of um struggle Mm-hmm. So I just focused on some of the, the beauty, yeah. like some of the paintings showcase them during their traditions. Like mm-hmm. they, they have this um, in, in the um, I think that was the Hammer Group. Um, they do this, they do this ceremony. It's like a rite of passage for boys to become men, mm-hmm. where they have to run across the backs of these bulls mm-hmm. without falling. That do like six oh, times. Wow. Yeah, and once they do it then it's like now nah, you're like a man yeah yeah um like your wife is chosen for you so it's yeah. like very um very mature very mat- that whole ceremony too very like elder matriarchal type of society mm-hmm. and um as they're preparing to to do the ceremony the sisters of those of those boys they're also there ch- mm-hmm. cheering them on and chanting and then there's like this some of it is very like some some people might look at some of the stuff that they do and be like whoa like that's mm-hmm. that's strange because yeah um leading up to the ceremony of them running across the backs the um the women who were like sisters of some of these boys going through the through, through the um ceremony they like taught some of the other men mm-hmm. and the men whipped them on their backs oh, wow. and they used to, like these little yeah. swells on their backs but it's like a part of their ceremony oh, okay it's like it's, a, it's like a part of the actual practice of their ceremony um jay i want to thank you so much for being on my podcast i really appreciate it we got a chance to finally talk at a longer length than last yeah. time in your studio um do you mind sharing your instagram and website with us oh yeah so the instagram is jay golding art that's j-a-y-g-o-l-d-i-n-g-a-r-t and the website is pretty much the same thing, jgolding.art. Okay, perfect. Yeah. All right, got you. Um, so please make sure to follow him. Um, I'm going to be sharing the music too, along with the yeah. artwork, if you don't mind. Yeah, and no hopefully next time we talk again, it will be about your new cinematic um, film work and all of that and sculptures and pottery and stuff like that. So thank you again for being here. And until next episode. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Tariq Talk. Follow Tariq Talk on all social media channels and check out the video interviews online.